if making you wait until the final segment of the Fast Lane today to chat with ABC 13 WSET Dave Walls is not enough. It's also something that we just get to do, which is to make you wait a little bit longer before we dive into high school football, the final week of the regular season as playoff action gets underway next week, although there are plenty of games with a playoff feel that we will discuss momentarily with WSET's Dave Walls. But before we do that, Dave, they don't get a lot of recognition this time of year. Volleyball, cross-country, I ran that, and other sports that take place during the fall. My wife would uh, be very upset if I didn't throw field hockey into the mix. But we're at that time of year where football overshadows a lot, which is why we want to at least take a moment and get your thoughts on the volleyball seasons. For Rustburg, and then two out of the Dogwood District, Appomattox and Alta Vista, who have booked their place into the state playoffs by capturing uh, regional championships over the last couple of days. And then not to mention that, Timberlake Christian claiming the VACA state volleyball title as well. Um, Overview, I know it's a blanketed question, but an overview of the work you've seen from those programs, including ones like Rustburg and Timberlake Christian, which have traditionally been at the top of the heap in that sport. You know, uh, Timberlake Christian, like you mentioned, has been traditionally at the top of the heap and always competing for state championships, so it's no surprise that uh, Courtney Phillips' team is uh, doing it again this year. They're definitely a favorite to now go into the VISA state championships, so, which is kind of like the big uh, umbrella that covers all the uh, private schools in the state of Virginia. VACA is kind of like a smaller uh, conference, but still with uh, plenty of good uh, athletes and, and good schools. Uh, for Rustburg, this run if you can believe it was a little bit uh, surprising because despite the success they've had, you know, there were several programs in region three C like, like LCA that uh, were, I think you might say a little bit more favored just because, you know, Rustburg was still good, but they had, they'd hit some bumps. LCA uh, handed Rustburg their last loss a couple weeks ago in a four set win. And, you know, even last night, LCA uh, takes set number three, 25 to nine. And they are, uh, it was a dominant. I don't think it was even that close to 25. And I think Rustburg maybe got a few points right at the end. But LCA was dominating. And then every time LCA looked like they were going to put it away, uh, Rustburg comes rallying back. They had to fend off two match points in the fifth tiebreaker set. And the Red Devils just kept coming. So Christy Pouncey is doing a great job in year one of, uh, the, the, of making sure her girls are never out of it. And they've got that mindset that they can just they can keep plugging away no matter how big that hill is. So I, I think they deserve a lot of credit and then for Appomattox and Alta Vista tremendous seasons for them and uh, they both continue rolling on and there's going to be a lot of volleyball to cover here as soon as we uh, get, get in the states very very shortly here but uh, and you know the, it, it, but the level of play this year has been extremely good from all of our area volleyball teams so uh, the, it's going to make the state rounds even more fun. Dave Walls ABC 13 WSET with us in the fast lane Dave pivoting from volleyball over to football Alta Vista and Rustburg. We know they are in the playoffs on the football side of things, but the other school out of the three we began discussing that still have time to play, Timberlake doesn't have football, Timberlake Christian, but the Appomattox Raiders. Surprised at all to look up now, one week to go in the regular season, all of a sudden, here they are back in contention to make the playoffs once again. No, uh, to be honest with you, no, I'm not surprised to see them. You know, this is what Appomattox has done. They play a tougher 
uh, non-district schedule, a non-class two schedule. They're willing to play the big boys and take their lumps early in the year. But then when it comes to round time for playoffs at the end of the year, here's Appomattox again. <laughs> you know whether or not they uh, they sweep the early games or whether they take some lumps in the beginning, uh, it toughens them up and it makes them that much of a tougher team to play in class two. And I think with the level of success that Doug Smith has had over the years, anyone who counts out an Appomattox Raider team that he's on the sidelines with is making a serious mistake. Now, is this the strongest Appomattox team we've seen? No. Uh, I think the the defense particularly has been a little loose at times. And while the, while Gray Peterson's been a tremendous quarterback, I think at times the offensive output's been a little inconsistent, but again, just based on their, credentials from the past you know and a lot of these players have been here all four years they know what it's like to make a run in the states you know they're not going to be phased by an early round playoff game a late end of season game that they need to win to get in those kind of things i think appomattox is right where you would expect them to be no matter what the record actually says dave walls wset the twitter handle Dave Walls TV on Instagram as he's with us here in the fast lane. Looking from the Dogwood District, we'll get kind of a playoff overview when we get to that next week. But looking from the Dogwood District to the Seminole District, and in particular, our big game this evening, Jefferson Forest Cavalier Football presented by TroceLaw.com with a 6.30 p.m. East Coast Wings and Grill tailgate show at LCA. Before we dive into that matchup, what does it say about this LCA program that Gideon Davidson now has a teammate, right tackle, Easton Ware, joining him as a commit to Clemson in the 2025 class? I mean, it says a lot. You know, uh, Easton Ware is not, you know, linemen don't get enough love. As uh, myself, a former lineman, I can tell you, we uh, we don't always get the, the attention shined on us. But when you win, when you start winning the battles in the trenches and you rack up some pancakes on the offensive line, you can get plenty of attention. And for Ware, he's been someone who, uh, you know, if you're videotaping a game like I am, or you know, you're in the stands and you're paying attention to the line, he has been a dominant force on the line. Uh, just uh, creating huge holes if they're doing a sweet play. He can push and pull to the outside, um, big gaps. You know, and he's also, you know, when you're in high school, you play both ways a lot of times. I've seen him recover some big fumbles, force some fumbles. Uh, you know, Clemson's getting a real good one who's, you know, he's a. Uh, now six five, I think he's just cresting over three hundred, and he's only a junior. You know, he's still got another year to go, and it's only going to get better from there. And, and clearly, uh, you know, Davo Sweeney has locked in on the best talent LCA has had. You know, Easton had over, oh gosh, I want to say somewhere in the neighborhood of maybe twelve, thirteen Division one offers at least. You know, Notre Dame was beaten down his door, Oklahoma amongst others, and you know. Uh, Sweeney and the Clemson Tigers were it. I don't know that it had necessarily anything to do with that's where Gideon Davidson was going. I think it's just an added bonus. Uh, so clearly Clemson's locked in on the uh, the talent pool that LCA has had, and uh, Frank Rocco just keeps uh, churning them out there on the mountain. Dave, how much are those two in particular the the differentiator for LCA tonight against Jefferson Forest, Easton Ware, the right tackle, who's joining running back Gibson and committing to Clemson. Uh, because when I look at this JF team, they're really solid. They have speed and athleticism this year they haven't had in prior years. But the one thing that does look like it's missing from this JF team, and it's no knock on them, is as solid as they are, they get an LCA team that is equally solid but happens to have a couple of game-breaking players that are next-level type talents. And oftentimes in a matchup like we'll get tonight, that can assert itself. 
You know, you're absolutely right. That They are difference makers, and I think your assessment of Jefferson Forrest is really fair. They may not have that one big game-breaker who can grab the ball and bust it open at a moment's notice. But what Jefferson Forrest has is they have an offensive line that can contain. They may not be able to shut down like maybe they did in EC Glass a couple weeks ago. But, you know, the longer these possessions go tonight, you know, if we're talking, you know, eight-minute, nine-minute long drives and you limit the number of times LCA is able to carry the ball – I think that the better your chances are of winning this game tonight, you know, if Gideon Davidson is rolling off 60-yard touchdowns and 70-yard touchdowns, it could be a long night. But, you know, if you hold them to three yards here, four yards here, you know, and a couple incomplete passes, the better chances are of, uh, of stretching this game out and keeping the score a little lower, which I think is something JT Cruz is, is hoping for. Then, you know, you hope that your players can come up with a turnover or mistakes. You know, the one thing I think uh, JF's going to have to also realize is that, yes, Gideon Davids gets, gets plenty of attention, deservedly so. But the last couple of weeks, they've actually backed off of him a little bit and they've let the other pieces like uh, Castaneda at running back has gotten some great carries in there for LCA. There's been some receivers who have done some very nice things like Dalton Esselrati, who's gotten some big catches as well. So this is not just a Gideon Davidson team. Uh, Coach Rocco, you got to give credit to him that he's planned for these deeper runs. You know, they're more prepared for if a team focuses in on a Gideon Davidson figure, we shut him down, we can stop LCA. Now they've got other players now who feel more comfortable carrying a little bit more of the load if needed. And so they're a little bit more balanced than I think they were at this time last year. So longer possessions tonight, drag them out and contain. That's got to be Jefferson Forest goal to hopefully keep the scores low and give themselves a chance to win it in the fourth quarter. We're chatting with WSET's Dave Walls from ABC 13 here in the fast lane. Dave, EC Glass, they wrap up the regular season this evening after the 17-6 victory at City Stadium last week against Heritage. What did that win do for a Glass team to get them back on the right foot, especially as they go to one of the surging teams in the Seminole, the 7-2 Rustburg Red Devils? You know, it gave them some momentum for sure. It, it, it just let them know that, yes, they are – they are still a team that needs to be feared as you go into the postseason. Was it the cleanest performance you know they've ever had? Of course not. Uh, they left some points on the board at some spots. Uh, they had some big plays get wiped off due to penalties, but they were able to take a team in Heritage, which yes is you know still younger, is going to be better uh, in the next couple of years. Uh, but, you know, it's still a dangerous team. If you give them the opportunity, uh, they were able to use their defense to win it with a pick six. They were able to contain, did not let up the big plays, and really uh, the defense did a lot of the work. And then uh, when the offense was able to make some big plays, they took advantage of it. So um, they know that they've got the wins. They know they're they're going to be capable of winning a couple of playoff games. And I think when you go when you go into a Rustburg t- team tonight that can run the ball, has several big heavy hitters up front, you got to know you're going to be in for a dogfight. But they know now that they can compete in those type of games. If it's a low scoring game, they don't need to worry about it. They've won those type of games before, so I think it's a big confidence boost. Meanwhile, Heritage, their head coach Brad Bradley never shy for confidence, but they're five and four. It was another defensive game last week. They were on the losing end of the seventeen to six jug bowl performance against EC Glass. They battled Brookville this evening in that Timberlake Road rivalry, the two schools separated by just a couple of miles along Timberlake Road. 
Is this a get right spot for Heritage? Is this a get focused spot for the playoffs? How would you quantify a different kind of rivalry for the Pioneers? Yeah, you know, there's there's always a lot to play for with these two, just based on you know location and proximity to each other. But for Heritage, uh, you're you're very dangerous position right now. You know, you're in a three-way tie for seventh according to the latest VHSL points. You know, yeah, you hold a very slim lead over Luvana and Broadway. So, you know, a loss tonight. You know, you may not even be in the postseason. This could be it. You know, because there's, you know, three or four teams. You know, who are within distance of Brookville while they sit two points behind Heritage you know we've seen crazier things uh, in the regular season finale so this is not just a pride week this is not just a rivalry week if you don't want to be that Heritage team that misses the playoffs for the first time and oh gosh I don't know seven eight years or so since uh since Brad Bradley's been there in fact I think it's been a little longer than that I apologize Brad but uh if you don't want to be that team you got to make your you got to make your stamp tonight yeah you may not you know go on to win a state championship but you got to prove that hey even when we're young even when we're still learning we're still one of the better teams in this region we're going to make the postseason and we're setting ourselves up for the future for brookville you know you've got some talent obviously you're young as well but this is a case where you know what better way to go out if you can't make it to somehow keep your rivals from down the road from going to the postseason? That would be a great feeling going into 2024. So there is plenty to play for for both these teams, and this is a dangerous matchup on both sides. It is. Meanwhile, the inside is always dangerous in a good way from WSET's Dave Walls, who's with us here in the fast lane. Plenty of high school football talk. Regular season finale. We will look ahead to the playoffs next week when we connect with you, Dave. But Playoffs, speaking of, and no, we don't have the Jim Mora soundbite queued up for those that love to hear that whenever that word is uttered. You were in Martinsville for the NASCAR playoff race where Ryan Blaney had the dominant car and ultimately surged at the end to get the victory. How much do you take away from that performance that he is a legitimate challenger to win the championship race this coming Sunday at Phoenix? Oh, no question that he's a legitimate challenger. In fact, it's very funny when Martinsville doesn't play out like a Martinsville race where we don't get multiple yellows down the stretch. I mean, we had the last 170 laps under green at Martinsville. You just don't see that. And yet he won it cleanly with strategy and just out and out good driving. He had the best car. And he was able to, but he also did it not just with the best car, but he was smart about the way he was passing, using lap traffic to block. And you could tell he wanted it more than anyone else. You know, Denny was in the mix for you, Denny lovers. He was there and in the mix for you, Denny haters. He couldn't catch up to him because Ryan had the speed and the smarts at the same time. Uh, Perfect pit strategy. You know, I think uh, Blaney may have been running on fumes at the end, but I chose you how tuned in that team was. And, uh, I think you definitely have to look at Ryan Blaney as one of the favorites, uh, certainly because everybody else, really, the last, uh, with the exception of Christopher Bell, obviously, clinched to get in. You know, um, Kyle Larson's last uh, performance or two has not been very strong. Um, and William Byron uh, was a lap down at Martinsville, a track he's actually been pretty good at historically. And I think if you're going into the championship, you kind of want that momentum, you know. And, and Blaney's proven he's someone who loves the uh, loves the long super speedways or the long tracks, kind of like a Phoenix. He can win on the short tracks as well. And you have to think he's going to be right up there in the mix uh, when you get down to the, the final laps there in Phoenix. I, I really like his odds. Uh, I really like his odds going into Phoenix.
Dave Walls with us here in the Fast Lane. Dave, we like the odds that when you join us, the insight will be fantastic as it has been today. Thank you for your time. Enjoy the action in high school football this weekend or this evening and maybe even seeing you over at Liberty University tomorrow in Louisiana Tech and the Flames do battle. Yeah, you'll definitely see me over there. A busy day. Uh, VES football also, by the way, if anyone else is looking for a game, they've got a state semifinal and eight-man football tomorrow at 2 o'clock. And uh, the Bishops definitely deserve a little bit of love. So you'll you'll see me over there as well. Have a great weekend. Indeed. Dave Walls with us here in the Fast Lane. Those are all stories to monitor going forward. In the meantime, once again, a friendly reminder, Jefferson Forest Cavalier football presented by TrostLaw.com. As the East Coast Wings and Grill Tailgate Show starts with Ty Tracy at 6.30 p.m. Kick is set for 7, JF at LCA. And, of course, keep it locked to the CBS Sports Radio Lynchburg Facebook page for updates on all the games going on this weekend in college football and our quadruple header in the NFL because there is an international game at 9 a.m., Miami and Kansas City. Plus, we will also have thoughts at Fast Lane, Ned Lane, and Trail LVT on the social platforms as well. If you missed anything, Fastly Ned Lane, where you listen to podcasts. After all that, just a reminder, we're back Monday afternoon, 5 to 6.